0: amen hallelujah god is so good hallelujah aren't you thankful you're filled with the love of god and god's able to show his love through you to this world and those around you god is so good amen at this time we're going to let our youth be dismissed to their place of ministry so um, if you guys can go ahead uh, move on out everybody else grab your bibles in your hand if you would please Make this faith declaration. You can stand to your feet. Uh, declare some things. Glory to God. It's important to declare some things. Amen? You wonder, why do we say stuff all the time? Praise God. Well, we're just trying to act like God does. You know, you know that everything that um, we experience in this realm uh, is here because he said something, right? And uh, so uh, he, it says this of the scripture, says that he speaks those things that be not as though they were. It? Amen? Amen. I think that if some Christians would get God in the very beginning and he said, let there be light, they would say, you know what, you can't say that because it's dark. But that's exactly what we need to say when it's dark. Isn't that right? We need to speak life. So we're a people that believe in speaking. We believe in declaring. And we believe that words have power. Um, Jesus said that they have so much power that you can actually talk to a mountain and have it be removed. Isn't that right? And uh, so it was probably the biggest thing. He'd give an illustration to the people that were standing there. And he's like, uh, if you say, to the mountain. And they're like, what? To the mountain. And so why do we say things? Because we are declaring the way before we even get there. Uh, David declared to the giant, uh, he said, this is what's going to happen today. <laughs> right? And so, um, uh, Pastor Mark has a book. It says, "Never run at your giant with your mouth closed." And uh, so, so we go into um, uh, these these times, declaring what's going to take place uh, when the man of God, whoever is up here, is ministering. That you're saying to yourself and declaring, "This is going to happen today." So you're wondering, what do they do that for? What's that all about? It's because words are powerful. Praise God. Hallelujah. In so much that uh, the word of the Lord existed before this realm, and the word of lo- the Lord will exist after this realm. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of the Lord will not. And so we are just declaring some stuff. Praise God. I'm not sure who that was for. Praise God, but that's what we're doing. All right. So grab your Bible and your hand, and say, This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. It is the ever living, the everlasting incorruptible, indestructible seed of God's Word. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I will never be the same. My mind is alert. My body is awake. My spirit is ready. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name now just agree with me today that God will use me to speak to you father I thank you for your grace resting upon me to speak the word of God today boldly as I ought to speak unfolding the mysteries contained within your word we thank you for the Holy Spirit helping us leading us and guiding us into all truth bringing these things to our remembrance and then showing us things to come we thank you God that you are at work in us causing us to will and to do of your good pleasure and the revelation and understanding of your word will light our path illuminate the way we you go where we are in relationship to the path. We thank you, Father God, for revelation and understanding in Jesus' name. And everybody said, "Amen." Amen. You may be seated. Uh, we have been talking about um, a subject called being in it but not of it, and uh, there are uh, messages, of course, on uh, YouTube and our website uh, that you can listen to um, if you wanted to catch up. But I'm just going to do a brief uh, uh, review, just real quick, because I want to get after this thing. And uh, so, we have talked about um, what worldliness is, and the the word world uh, that we have been referencing is actually uh, the Greek word cosmos, which actually is the world system in opposition to God. So, we don't want to be A part of the world system that's in opposition to God, right? Uh, We want to be uh, in agreement with God. We want to be uh, uh, flowing with God's word. Actually, uh, to say the same thing as God says, um, actually, is another Greek word called "homologeo," which means to agree with God or to agree with His word. And uh, so, when we are speaking His word, we're agreeing with His word. And when we're living His word, we're in agreement. with his word, Okay. And so we want to do both. We don't want to just speak. We want to live. Uh, but we're talking about um, uh, actually the fact that we are here on the earth, but we are not of this earth. We are not, this is not our home. Y'all remember Jesus saying that kind of stuff? You know, this isn't my home. I'm from another kingdom. <laughs> and, and so that now we are the same. We are a peculiar people. Um, we are actually sojourners. We are aliens. Uh, we are, we don't belong here. In fact, the scriptures say that this world isn't even worthy of us. Why? Because it wasn't worthy of him. And we're in him. <laughs> Glory to God. So we're talking about this, and uh, uh, we uh, have seen that there were three categories of worldliness and uh, they actually apply to spirit soul and body and uh, we've talked about that already that man is a spirit he has a soul and he lives in a body jesus called man a spirit by telling nicodemus unless a man is born again right he won't what see the kingdom of god so he's calling the man the spirit man we know that because nicodemus uh, you know being a genius he said how can i enter a second time into my mother's womb Jesus is like, what? <laughs> he said, spirit gives birth to spirit, right? Flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit. So he separated. So he's saying, I'm talking about spirit when I say you must be born again. So I'm calling you a spirit. Every human being is a spirit being. And Jesus was saying, everybody's dead spiritually until they get refathered from above. Being born again means being re-fathered from above. So we, we talked a little bit about uh, spirit, soul, and body. Uh, the fact that uh, spirit and soul were so connected, it takes God's word to divide the two. Uh, that uh, Hebrews 4.12 said, uh, The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So we have come this far. In uh, 1 John 2.16, um, repeating what that says, For all that is in the world, there's that word, world, meaning cosmos, uh, the system opposed to God, uh, then it, it, then defining the three categories. Uh, number one, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Lust of the flesh is easy to identify as your body, isn't that right? The lust of the eyes is your soul, and then the pride of life. Pride affects your spirit. So here we have, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world or cosmos. So those things are opposed to God. Do you understand? And so, so you can uh, look at that, those messages from before and get a glean from those. Then we shared James 4.4. 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world, cosmos, is enmity with God. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Don't be an enemy of God. Turn to your neighbor. Say it. Don't be an enemy of God. And uh, so, so we, we, we dealt with those three areas, but then we went as far as to begin to define them more specifically. And we defined already sensuality, which was the first point, which has to do with your body, which is sensuality is fondness for or indulgence in sensual pleasures, lewd, lustful preoccupation with bodily pleasures, physical gratification, uncontrolled fleshly desires. So we covered that subject. Number two, point two was superficiality, which has to do with your soul. It means being concerned with and understanding only the easily understood, apparent or obvious, not profound of or being on the surface or shallow. Uh, It includes the sensational, spectacular or shortcuts to fame and popularity. And we talked about this. And now, thirdly, um, we are going to talk about the pride of life. The pride of life. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, Proverbs 6 5, it says, The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. So, pride affects your heart, your spirit. Y'all you with me? Uh, one person said that every failure is a pride failure or is preceded by pride. Do you understand? Even when you go and uh, commit, uh, let's just go out there, if you uh, are an adulterer. What preceded that was pride. Isn't that interesting? Uh, and so you can identify this. Pride comes before a fall, a haughty spirit before destruction. Isn't that right? And uh, there is translations of, uh, that say that the adulterer will lose everything that he has. So, I just want to say to everyone, if you like your dog, stay committed to your spouse. You may not care much for them at this time, but if you like your car, if you like your kids, stay committed to your your spouse because that pride doesn't just destroy you, it destroys those around you. Can I just get in everybody's business today? It's about to happen, I'm telling you. But let's just say, I don't know how far we'll get out of this first scripture. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. How many of them? Wouldn't that be just enough to want to just avoid that, you guys? I don't want to be detested by the Lord. Praise God. But see, oftentimes I don't think we recognize things as pride. But he says, be sure of this. This is the New International Version of Proverbs 6, 5. Be sure of this. They will not go unpunished. You cannot escape punishment. This is not talking to unbelievers here. It's talking to us. Oh, that's for the unsaved. I get to do whatever I want. Really? Really? We just went through communion. If if you finish out that passage, it says, so that you will not be condemned with the world. So don't receive communion in some flippant way, casual way. Because it's so important, it's so vital, that you can literally escape um, wrath that comes on the world will go over you and not touch you. I was just this past week in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, with uh, um, the Hagans, um, you know, their 50th anniversary. Was that this past week? Man, was it? No, it was the week before. Sorry. The week before. Sorry. So anyways, I was out there week before. And... Uh, So I I don't know much about Tulsa. I don't know much about Oklahoma. I I just went there in a whirlwind, not really knowing for sure that I was going. Then I went, I'm there, I'm going to meetings, coming, it's like, wow. So I blow out the building one night and I'm like, woo, glory to God. And it's raining a little bit, sprinkling. I thought, ooh, I gotta make my way to the car. So I'm going heading toward the car and and, uh, I see this brown uh, wall. It looks like a dust storm from Vegas, a bad one-like kind of thing. I'm like, what is the brown? And then I hear... Boom, boom, that's thunder. I know what that sounds like. And, I, and that tells me it's about to pour. I need to really pick up my pace. I might have taken three, maybe four steps, and in three minutes, it was like I dove in a pool. Serious. I couldn't see. It's just coming down. I've got my iPad and my phone. I'm clutching to my body, hoping to rescue them. And so um, I, I just never seen anything like it. This amount of rain and me being out in the middle of it for sure have never experienced. And uh, I'm, I realize I'm lost on the campus. I don't even know where I am. I can't hardly really see nothing. I'm seeing buildings I've never seen. I'm like, this is not the parking lot. Okay. <laughs> and none of them have anywhere that's dry underneath of them. I'm like, oh. Finally make my way over to a place that has a little lean-to type of thing and, and there's a dry spot. I'm standing in the dry spot going... Oh, my gosh, water is shooting up off of the cars, like a tidal wave off of cars. I'm like, this isn't good. Then all of a sudden, horns, sirens are going off. I'm like, that's got to be bad. (laughs) What does it mean? All I know is I'm not leaving this dry spot. That's all I know. And, And so... So I'm waiting for it to just calm down, just calm down, just like back up a little bit so I can see while I'm running for the car. And it does, it just kind of backs off a little bit and I just running out there, hitting the button for the car, hoping, you know, it's a rental and looking for a light to light up somewhere in the darkness. Finally in the distance, I see boop boop. I'm like, yeah, hopefully that's mine. You know, right over there. I get in and I'm just dripping into the seat. I'm just like, shut the door. I'm like. Oh, what does the siren mean? I need to go. I guess. Put it in gear, drive. There's this much water in the in the parking lot, and then you get in the street. It's worse. People are driving in the middle of the street because that's the only place that's remotely shallow enough to drive in. And so I'm going around cars that are coming at me. I don't know what to do. And then, and then you know what? I'm hungry. Ain't nothing open in Tulsa after 10. I was like, you know what? I'm going to Steak and Shake. It's in f- I ate over there. I went over there, and, and it's just the drive-thru part that's open. And they roll down the window, and it's just coming through the window. And you know what? It's like, what? Am I going to get wetter? Oh. So th- then the lady comes out and says, yeah, I would like a number. Can you hold for a second? I'm like, really? coming through the window she comes back I'm just like you gotta be kidding and so I order get to the window she's all like oh here you go sir and she sets and I'm like oh you don't want to get wet <laughs> so I order find I found a long story short I um, got my food ate next morning I found out that uh, just after I went out the doors that brother Hagen said nobody leaves the building there is a level one tornado <laughs> Are you kidding me? I ran out just in time for the tornado? That's what the brown thing was? So I get out there, and I'm running around in a tornado. And he, and he says, praise report, it jumped over, Rama." I'm like, thank God. It jumped over. I was like, there we go. I was in the middle of a tornado. Unbelievable. A level one tornado. I missed the memo. And so, so, but I just kept thinking, man, I was never afraid or scared or felt, you know. Uh, but, but God had me. You know what I'm saying? God had me. I think he probably was laughing at me. I don't know. But never did I feel like my life was in danger. Of course, everybody else, oh, are you crazy? You know, I told Caitlin about it. She goes, was it brown? I was like, yeah, that's a tornado. Because she lived there for a while. She went to Ramah. And so so I just was like, wow. But you know, uh, when we walk in the humility that God has desired for us to walk in, praise God, you are safe. The safest place on earth is the will of God. The safest place on earth is humility, you guys. To walk in humility. You know what? Praise God. If I stay humble, I'll make it. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Just walk in love. Crazy as that was. And what's funny is my iPad still works and my phone. Yeah. I don't know if I ordered the scuba version of my iPad, but I mean, I was drenched to the bone. I put all my clothes in the dryer at the hotel, and we're back in business. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. So he actually detests the proud, and it says they will not go unpunished. They will not go unpunished. So we're going to talk about the four basic um, prides right now. Four basic prides. You guys should write these down. Number one, face pride. Face pride. Can anybody think of somebody in the Bible that had face pride? Anybody? Face pride. I am beautiful. Can you think of somebody? The devil. devil, That's right. Yeah. The devil. He's the number one. The original face pride. We can think of a few others. Some of Absalom thought he was kind of cute. That got him hung up. Ah, You have to know the word for that one, I guess. Ezekiel 28, 17. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. This is speaking of Lucifer, Satan. So he was so enamored by himself. (laughs) Literally, he is the author of sin and death. Crazy. The author of lies. This was what was birthed because of pride and face pride of all things. Now, you might be good looking. I don't know. But in the big scope of things, it's probably something you have to be mindful of and be concerned about more than enamored with. Because that beauty could become a problem for you. If you think it's all about that, I've seen gorgeous women, gorgeous women that spend their whole life single because no one is good enough for them. You are so beautiful, so gorgeous. You're looking for Ken to show up. (laughs) Neither Barbie nor Ken is real. So be pleased with what God has given you. But don't get overwhelmed because it's really good looking, popular, or whatever. Because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Isn't that right? And the scriptures encourage us, especially the ladies, it says, let your beauty come from the inside, let it be the ornament of what a meek and quiet spirit, the opposite of pride. Y'all with me? Praise the Lord. So we don't want to get in trouble by getting so caught up with how cute or handsome or whatever we are and carry ourselves like, y'all ugly. God gave me a lion's share of beauty. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, who you think? You don't talk to me. You're not cute enough. You're not good looking enough. Right? Praise the Lord. And judge people Um, From such a shallow platform. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, don't get me wrong, ladies. I think you should be as beautiful as you can. You need to watch what your heart is beautifying you for. You understand? Praise the Lord. So cover up the important parts. Amen. As you should. Uh, An open flesh draws flies. I think I quoted Brother Hagan Brother Hagin said that a sermon should be like a woman's dress. And you're like, what? There's a brother, Uriah, who's telling me the whole I just heard part of the story. So when he told me, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. But he said, the sermon should be like a woman's dress. Should be short enough to be Interesting. That's all. I only heard short enough to be interesting. I didn't know it was a sermon he was talking about, and I was like, "Brother Hagen said that," <laughs> but long enough to cover the important parts. There you go. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So again, uh, we are not trying to make everyone prudes or uh, weird or you know what I'm saying. Uh, but we want to know that our hearts are right when we clothe ourselves or present ourselves. Again, listen, if you want to do surgery and keep it together till you're 90, God bless you. Just make sure that it's for the right reasons. Do you understand? Hallelujah. So we're talking about face pride. that I, I, I'm, I'm beautiful. And this was the original fall of Satan or Lucifer at the time glory to God. So face pride, number one, four basic prides. Number one, face pride. Number two is place pride based on possession, position, prestige, and power. If you establish these through self-will apart from the will of God, you will fail. It's not wrong to have these things, but it's wrong for them to have you. So Jesus warns us in Luke 12, 15, and he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesses. So, and then in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5, it says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, ordin, 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 ordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and Covetousness, which is idolatry. So, so we, the church, don't have any business involving ourselves in these kind of things or looking down on people because they don't have what we have. Well I'm better than you because you live in an apartment. I'm, I'm better than you because I have this and you have a Yugo. I'm not judging Yugos. I don't even know that much about Yugos, to be honest. But you know the little cars, you know. Sometimes I was glad to have anything. In fact, I'm still driving a 20 year old truck. You know, i was a little 17 year old truck, and and I love that thing. I just love it. So you could judge me if you want. I don't care. Because if I went out and bought a brand new 2000 and. Uh, 22 or 23 now, they're probably selling. If I went out and bought that for $90,000, I'm going to take that thing out into the woods and scratch the living life out of the thing, and it's going to look like the truck out there right now. Well, why don't I just keep driving the one that's paid for That's my wisdom. Praise the Lord. Now, if my name was Bill Gates or something like that, um, I wouldn't be here for one thing. But anyhow, uh, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, that was bad, but uh, <laughs> I mean, if you, if you drop 100,000s like they're quarters, then yeah, that's different, but that's not where I am. I have to live from where I am at this time. Now, I don't believe that I, I, I have to stay here by any means, but this is where I am. I enjoy my stuff, and it got, the Bible says to be content with what you have, but certainly don't use wherever you are to judge people who are at a different place. Your job, my job, is to minister God's word to them in such power that it breaks them out of poverty so they can come where you are. But they'll never catch me because I'm a giver. I'm a sower. I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to keep going forward. Praise the Lord. If everything was taken from me, I know where it came from. I know how to get it back. So, hallelujah. But I'm not going to judge people. That's what place pride is, that I am this, and you're just that. No, we're all the family of God, called to love each other, help each other, encourage each other. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So then thirdly, y'all with me still? This is a fun one. Race pride. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Race pride. I'm not talking about NASCAR. race pride. Oh my goodness, this is a tough one, isn't it? Race pride. That you're proud that you're XYZ. Doesn't even matter. Listen, I, growing up, I grew up in the country, and uh, there wasn't a lot of different uh, races around me, um, other than European races, you know, there's uh, Polish, you know, uh, Dutch, and you know, all all these different, but primarily everybody had fair skin, just saying. And uh, then a foreign exchange student came when I was in high school, and he was treated like King Tut, you know. But we just did not know uh, racism. Did not, it wasn't in our culture. And uh, so I didn't really have that in me. Didn't know it. And I uh, went to boot camp. Everybody in my, uh, uh, my unit was black except me and three others or something. And it didn't mean nothing to me. They're all from, uh, uh, where were they from, PA. And uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, so, so, man, I tell you what, we just got along. We just hung out. I didn't know that people had a problem. It wasn't in me. It just wasn't in me. But I didn't know about racism either. I was ignorant of how um, mean people could be because of the color of a person's skin. I didn't know. Because as far as I was concerned, everybody's saying we bleed the same color. You know, and so 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 then, you know, going along and uh, uh, get born again, get in the church. And, and then uh, uh, people, of course, are coming, you know, and these are my buddies. These are my friends. And um, I, I tell you, I, I started this education because of my friends. I'm realizing stuff and I'm going to funerals where I'm the only white person there and feel this weirdness that I never felt before. And in a Kojic church, you know, if you are a minister, you're coming to the platform. And I would get, come in there. They would recognize me. And they would go, oh, bring him up. I'm like, oh, no, no. no, you're going up there. And they set me right down next to the bishop. And there's protocols in the Kojic church, you know, protocols. They sat me down right next to the man of God. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't want to be in this bus. And all the under people, the whatever, they're all looking at me like, who you think you are? I'm like, nobody. Wishing I wasn't on the platform. And just things like that. And I began, to, I began to learn and understand people's hurt and pain and whys. And, and I think one of the first movies I watched that really hurt me and made me hate white people was Mississippi Bernie. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you're kidding me. In my lifetime, these things happened in my lifetime while I've been on the planet? I just didn't know. I didn't know of the hurt. I didn't know of the pain. And and so I began to understand what was going on in people and what when they come through these doors, what they were carrying and what God was setting people free from. But the only answer to help people out of race pride is the love of God. I, I never ever wanted to think of myself as white. I never did. I never thought, I'm white. No. I am nothing but a human, a person. And I believe that's what everybody wants to be. Am I right, you guys? We don't want to be identified with a color. We're going to put you over here in the blue section. You're in this section and that section. No, we are human beings with different levels of pigment in our skins, and, and have, uh, some have, have put themselves in sunshine and they, they're trying to get browner. We got the black people trying to stay out of the sun so they don't get blacker. And we're trying to get in the sun so we don't look dead. And, and, and white folk trying to curl their hair. Black folk trying to straighten their hair. We are just not happy, are we? We just... But I tell you what, I just appreciate and love every culture, every people group, and what... People don't understand. Is it doesn't matter if you are um, light-toned skin or dark-toned skin. Everyone is so different and so unique in and of themselves, and and come from different homes and families and upbringings and cultures all over the world. People here are from all over the world. We got people from China, Japan. Uh, we've got Taiwan. We've got people um, from all these different Asian countries. And when people say, "Are you from Africa?" That's a stupid statement because you know how many different cultures there are in Africa? Do you know that there are actually white people there too? Yes. Dear Lord. We have a person working on staff. He's from South Africa, and he's as white as, as you know, a sheet. And, and, and uh, so when he, I, it's funny being around him when he says he's from Africa, people are like confused. Oh, are you albino? <laughs> but I mean it's so so racism that is is, is of the devil and, and, and it's it's a spirit and, and so we can't size ourselves up in that way, nor others, and reduce people to a certain thing because they have a better tan than you. That is not going to work, not for God, not for any of us. Do you understand? We have to walk in love, whether you're Latino, whether you're Asian, whether you're um, African American, whatever that, that you are. There's so many different cultures in the world. We have to just leave that behind and decide, you know what, I'm going to go into all the world and preach the gospel. I don't care what people look like or how people even act or treat me. I have an obligation to walk in love towards all humanity. And this is the answer to race pride. You know, and, and, and so, so we have to uh, be mindful of that and not be so offended when people that are ignorant of it say things that they don't know anything about. This morning after the service, one of the ladies said, yeah, my neighbor said that my dog was bar- or her dog was barking at her because she's never seen a black person. And what she told me was the dog got, just got d- barking at every car that went by. And I said, well, apparently it's never seen a red car or a blue car. Or a... It was a stupid statement, unnecessary. But people are so ignorant. And so we can't allow them to pull us into some um, attitude pull us out of our Christianity or out of our love walk because they're stupid. And that sounds very mean, but ignorant then, okay? Because I was ignorant. I had no idea the pain that people had faced. I did not know those things were going on while I was on the earth. I had no idea what it was like in the South. I had no idea what people were dealing with there. And that it was dangerous for a white person to be in a black neighborhood or vice versa. To live in that kind of weird fear and hatred and anger. And, and uh, I had friends in the military that, that said that um, they had a friend. And this was a, a black person, a friend of mine in the military. He said that his friend was white and they were buddies. They were tight. They're like best friends. And his, his wallet fell open and he saw a Klan card come out. And his friend was so embarrassed and so, felt so horrible. He said, I'm so sorry. He said, it's my family. We're forced," he said. "I hate it. Isn't that crazy? Because you can choose your friends, but not your relatives." <laughs> and and this was this this gentleman. He was an older gentleman in the military, you know, and, and he was just such a superior human being to me, you know. And he told him, "I forgive you. I still love you. It's not going to change me." he said thank you so much for understanding I mean that's big huh and we all are called to be bigger bigger than stupid people he called us to help them find him and people come into the God's house and God changes their heart they go from that to something completely different and that's really the answer so we got stuck on race pride Lastly, number four is grace pride. It's the self-righteous, holier-than-thou attitude. This is an abomination to God. If you think that you have some market on righteousness and holiness, that you're better than somebody else in the body of Christ, or even in the world for that matter, You didn't get here on your own. You didn't get here because you're cool. You didn't get here because you're cute, smart, whatever, all the above. You didn't get here because you obeyed a set pattern of things. Or because you come to church more than everyone else. Or you pray more than everyone else. Or your tongue is cooler than other, you know. You know, I don't know. (laughs) Your piety. This is grace pride you think that you have some special place because of X, Y, Z. But listen, it is but for the grace, but for the grace of God that I go. And I, I raised my children with fear and trembling as a father. God, help me. I am married to a woman. I still have my first wife. I think I've introduced you guys to my first wife. I'm still married to her. (laughs) But for the grace of God, am I a husband? And the fact that I've only had intercourse with her is the grace of God. Does that make sense? So I'm not going to walk around going, oh, are you an adulterer? Isn't that special? Could it be Satan? Hmm? But for the grace of God, do I stand? But for the grace of God and his strength. I have to say, not for lack of opportunity. Because think about the position I'm in. And people misunderstand the love of God. And if you are kind to some folks, they think you want it all. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. But for the grace of God. But for the grace of God. If I'm still married to the same woman, listen, it takes two people to make a marriage and one to break a marriage. So, but for the grace of God, I'm still married to her. Because she could have lost her mind, you know. And, that, you know, there's some of that, but, you know, not everything. Anyhow, <laughs> yeah. You know not to the extent of leaving me anyways. Praise the Lord. And so, so I'm so grateful and thankful that my intercourse has been with my wife only during our marriage. You understand, I was a heathen and got saved, so praise the Lord, I'm not trying to say Anyhow, so there you have it, but for the grace of God. And so it's not the grace of me saying, hmm, I wish y'all were as pure as I am and as holy as I am. Because then you have set yourself up. I get angry with my brothers and sisters when they do their spouses wrong. Don't get me wrong. I don't like it, but I have to restore them with fear and trembling, the scripture said, lest I too fall. Is hating the garment spotted by the flesh. That means that you don't like it. You, you don't like the sin. But I can't un, unrighteously judge my brother or sister. Therefore, making myself vulnerable by that self-righteous attitude. Y'all with me? Praise the Lord. I'm just saying a bunch of stuff today. In Luke... Uh, Chapter 18, verses 11 through 14. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. Pride is a disease that makes everyone sick but the one who has it. So we don't want to walk in pride. No one is better than anyone. In fact, the scriptures tell us to conduct ourselves exactly the opposite. To consider everyone better than ourselves. Are you able to do that? Are you able to forgive if you have had um, racial tension and hurt in your life? Are you able to walk around and not see people that way? Are you able to look past people's failures and weaknesses, and love them. Even those who aren't really living right for God, you know. Scriptures tell us, to, of course, to exhort them to do so, but not to hate them. One person said that the church is the only organization that buries its wounded. Like, shut up, get in there, you know. (laughs) Throw dirt on them. We need to change that and walk in love. Isn't that right? Help each other. Embrace brothers, sisters. Help them. Glory to